0: Today being International Women's Day, we definitely wanted to highlight stories of women who broke barriers. Well, how about someone who fought her way through life to earn a PhD in accounting into the public service, eventually becoming the first woman to hold the position of assistant secretary for the prime minister's office before eventually retiring in 2000. And she didn't stop there. She's continued to mentor and coach women, and she's here to talk to us now. Janet Smith is also, by the way, the author of a book called Standing in Possibility. And Janet, thank you so much for joining us today. Good morning. How does it feel, Janet, when people describe you as this pioneer?
1: <laughs> a bit unreal but it is true.
0: It is true. How did you get there? I mean, the first woman to serve as, uh, you know, in the prime minister's office as an assistant secretary, how did you get there? Well,
1: some of it was uh, good mentors. Some of it was good friends.
0: Um, Being in the right place at the right time. That leaves a lot, though, to being in uh, the right place at the right time, though, Janet. There must have been a lot of hard work on your part, too. Yes, but, It also, for women
1: in those days, the timing was right. When I joined the public service in 1972, for example, there were no women in the executive group. And
0: now it's almost half. But for you, being one of the first, what did you have to put up with, though? Uh, well, here's a little antidote. Uh, the
1: the time of the uh, PCO was um, when Pierre Elliott Trudeau was prime minister. And at one point, I had been in a meeting with four ministers, and they uh, wanted to pass a message to, to the prime minister. So I phoned to pass the message, and the secretary said, could you please have somebody more senior call. In other words, could you have a man call? And what did you do? I got my boss to call and I put it on the line with him that it was his job to make sure that the people in the prime minister's office knew what my job was and who I was. So this wouldn't happen again.
0: Okay. So that fascinates me, Janet, because clearly you said, I'm not letting that happen again. Uh, some people might have said, you know what, fine, I'll get my boss to call. Like, you, you clearly knew when to push, didn't you?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I couldn't do my job um, unless I could get through to him.
0: Yeah, that's true. But you also had to run up against that probably time and time again.
1: Oh, many times. I mean, when I first went to the University of California for my Ph.D., the first you know, a few months, I went to see one of my professors and he said, okay, before you sit down, let me tell you that I do not believe that women or men over 40 have any right to be in this program. And I thought, oh, what? I can't remember what, what he said after
0: that. Yeah, you were probably raging. If somebody said that to me, I would be <laughs> raging too. Um, well, Janet, it's also clear from your history, like mentoring has been really important to you, hasn't it?
1: yes it has and i learned that early on um there was there were some senior women who were kind of in the queen bee fact category they didn't see any neat reason to reach out to other women um they'd made it and they figured everybody should make it on their own the first woman that was um and in, got into the executive group was a woman named jean edmonds she worked in Winnipeg, and she was always convinced that because the people in Ottawa that approved it didn't know the people in the regions, that they, they thought she was a francophone male. <laughs> <laughs> and she was the most wonderful mentor for all of us.
0: And you just decided that was so important that you were going to be a mentor too.
1: Right, and I learned from her.
0: When you look back on your career, Janet, what are you most proud of? Um, I, I, a number of things. Um,
1: certainly the increasing role that women play in the public service. I take credit for some of that. Um, one of the biggest, most fun files that I worked on was Expo 86 in Vancouver, uh, which was a huge success, as you probably know. And underlying it was um, public policy to put Vancouver on the map in Canada and to open the Pacific Rim to more trade. And I, I think it worked in both for both of those. Um, the sale of Air Canada was a big file for me.
0: Those are all huge stories, though. So, Janet, do you? Yeah, that's you, right. Huge. You could write
1: a book on each of them. You could. The, the biggest one was I Survived. Yeah. Now, the alternate titles for my book at one time were Swimming in a Sea of Piranhas. <laughs> and which you did. I, which I did many times, and I, I felt like that, too. Um, and the other one was Climbing Mount Misogyny which one of my mentors for the book, Stan Shapiro, was at, he was quite insistent that that should be the title.
0: Well, you've done that too, Janet. I just can't even imagine the stories that you have got. So guess what? I'm going to have to read that book from cover to cover and hear all the I stories first, I will. Janet, thank you so much for joining us this morning. It's been
1: delightful. Thank you.
0: And that's Janet Smith. Now, Janet was the first female assistant secretary to the prime minister. And we are talking back in the 1970s. Can you imagine the things that she must have heard or things that were said to her? Her book, by the way, is called Standing in Possibility. I think we should definitely check it out on this International Women's Day. What stories that she must have in there?